Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil too. Guys, I don't want to say it was a slower week in sport, but I think this week was just filled with anticipation There's more than anything. Anxiety is the better yeah, word. it's not necessary. I mean, it was slow, but there's so much building up right now. So much building up. It's not. It's not been good for my mental health. I'll if, just say that. If you are a not, if you're just a fan of the NBA, there are two players, especially where people are trying to figure out where the heck are they going to play this next year. But we are going to get there in a sec. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Phil, we'll let him get all. We'll, we'll let him get all over in a sec. We have a lot to talk. Got a lot to talk about. But let's hop on over to the big league. Like always, the NFL is our starting point. And believe it or not, the number has risen. For Deshaun Watson, Texans have settled 30 women who accused Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct during massage appointments, along with another statement from attorney. Oh my gosh, dude, it's 30 women at this point now. Do you think that's it, or do you think there'll be more? Uh, at this point, I'm not going to rule out adding even more, but let's be honest here. There's clearly something going on there. The Texans are in no way, shape, or form like off the hook. They clearly knew something like this was going on. So, okay. That's what we all think, but here's what the Texans actually said. We are shocked and deeply saddened when we first learned of the allegations against our then-franchise quarterback in March 2021. Although our organization did not have any knowledge of Deshaun Watson's alleged conduct, we have in- intentionally chosen to resolve this matter amicably. This is not an admission of any wrongdoing, but instead a clear stand against any form of sexual assault and misconduct. We hope that today's resolution will provide some form of closure to the parties involved, our fans, and the Houston community at large. As an organization, we will now turn our forces to the future and doing what we can to ensure respect for all. Bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. They 100% no, knew. That many people, they knew. Yeah. They knew. And this is what the attorney uh, said, Tony Busby. What kind of last name is Busby? And I actually had a. A geometry teacher, last name was Busby, spelled differently, but anyways, that's not the point. Anyway, so what the attorney said, today all of the women who have made or intended to make, so it's also, they weren't, not all of them had actually officially made any allegations, but it was up to 30 that were intending to possibly make statements. It said, today all of the women who have made or intended to make claims against the Houston Texans organization have resolved their claims. The terms of the settlements to, to include the amounts paid cash are confidential. So they got paid probably a ton of freaking money. I will have no further comment on the allegation or the Texans' alleged role or the, other than to say that there is marked contrast in the way in which the Texans address these allegations and in the way in which Watson's team has done so. As have been previously reported, only one of the 30 women who have made allegations against the Texans filed a formal lawsuit. So one out of 30 actually made a formal lawsuit. The particular lawsuit will be dismissed with prejudice as soon as the appropriate settlement paperwork is complete. So it will still be settled. (laughs) It takes an incredible amount of fortitude for a victim of sexual misconduct to come forward. True. It is more difficult than the alleged wrongdoer is famous when the wrongdoer is famous, rich, or powerful. As I've said before, these cases started with one phone call from one brave and strong woman, Ashley Solis. Because of her willingness to speak out, soon others followed. I admire Ashley and the other women who are courageous enough to make their voices heard. I hope their bravery serves as an example to others who have been subjected to similar conduct. Every story has a hero. In this story, that hero is Ashley Solis. And the other woman who, despite the ridicule, criticism, and virtual disrected at them, endured. The four... Filed cases against Deshaun Watson will continue. We hope to try them all in the spring of next year. In the meantime, we will continue to Im- to important work to prepare for such. I mean, that's a lot to take in. So, so here's what I'm kind of thinking as I was reading that. Do you think more stuff like this will come out about other players? <sighs> Look. Because I feel like the NFL, as much as I love the NFL and watch football, like it's so... You know, there's not much more. None of the leagues are perfect, man. They've all done stuff that no. they should be 100% ashamed so, of. No, exactly. So what I'm saying was, because th- obviously other stuff has been covered up. Just the fact that they got 30 of them and one of them who was not wanting to do any kind of settlement is actually finally settling. Yeah. You really don't think that's happened anywhere else? Oh, 100%. I mean. So do you think this can, this might 
it might empower other people to come forward and mm -hmm. again 100% should 100% should like if oh, other 100% yeah, but what doesn't what doesn't um I don't know what the right word is what doesn't seem clear to me is why have the NFL at least just not suspended Watson indefinitely? They're like, you don't have to put a timetable on it right now, but obviously he's going to be suspended because if he didn't get suspended, that's going to be a way worse effect on the NFL than other if he does. 100%. Yep. So why not just suspend him now and then when more details come out, that can increase or decrease the amount. And, I mean, he's had his hearing for the past couple of weeks too. They're waiting on a decision. No decisions been made on that either, so that's kind of... I mean, maybe they're wanting to make a really big decision, but they're very hesitant because of maybe how big the decision they're going to be, or maybe they're scared to make the decision because it's not enough. I don't know. I don't know. There, ha there hasn't been one player with that many allegations that I can remember. And I don't think there will be, but I do think more people will start to get in trouble. My personal opinion, I yeah. think that will happen. Um, so not to put like such a dampering mood on things, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, good for those women for standing up. Oh, you know, obviously, yeah. if it, and I don't think it wouldn't, like this. I don't think that they would be not true if they weren't settled. 100%. Since yeah. they settled, something for sure happened. Because if Watson was uh, completely innocent, why settle? Well, I mean, and I don't want to get into everything, but I mean, sometimes it's just cheaper to settle than, you know, That's even to defend true. yourself in court. It's true, but with the amount of money he has, I mean, and also it's the NFL team and the NFL team, they have the money if they wanted to take it to court to prove innocence. Yep, 100%. Because they also really do care about their, um, perspective, um, what's the word? Their reputation. I feel like they would put a lot of money down to protect their reputation if there was, uh, if he was 100% innocent. Yep, you're not wrong. So. I don't know. Deshaun Watson, I don't think personally should play again. <laughs> if this all comes out to be, I don't know. I don't know. He's such a good football player, but at what cost? At what cost? I don't exactly. Really want to support someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. At least suspend the dude right now. <laughs> and then, like, when the verdict comes out, and I don't know, because we don't know how the hearing went. We don't know. Yeah. Happened, so. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Let, let's flip over to a different topic <laughs> Now we're going to go complete 180. Now, for most of you, you know, you, most... <laughs> if you're, you if you're, if you're a this, football dude. fan in any way, shape, or form, You've heard prior to last week, you know, Zach Wilson, you think <laughs> of someone who's a rookie quarterback, maybe made some questionable throws. You know, he was with the Jets, so you, you know, maybe thought his career was going to end. Last week or this week, I don't know how you want to view it. Probably change his perspective on this man. Like, what in the world is going on with Zach, or what happened with Zach Wilson, uh, dude? I mean, number one, he gave a brand new definition to the BYU Cougars. Just Cougar in general. That's Just Cougars in general, but has a new meaning to the word now. <laughs> now, for many of you who probably have already heard the story, but for the few who haven't, let me just kind of let's just yeah, give you a small recap here. Yeah. So, long story short, Zach Wilson broke up with his ex-girlfriend. I think what was her name? Abby Grimes, I think, or something like that. I don't something know. Something like that. Abby Giles, I think is what it was actually. And she proceeds to get together with Zach Wilson's ex-roommate at BYU yep. and current Washington Commanders wide receiver Dax Milne. Yep. These two were really good friends in college. Follow and now they don't follow each other on Instagram. And there was a photo posted <laughs> on Instagram on Milne's Instagram of Abby and Dax together. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and then there was a there was a comment from someone on there, one of the followers, and all they said is, "Homie Hopper." Yeah. And Abby responded by saying, "Yo, Zach, the real Homie Hopper, because he slept with his mom's best friend." <laughs> Like, dude, you can't even make this up. You dude. cannot make this. We don't up. normally talk about drama on this. We don't, but, but this was this just too, too much, too good to not talk, too juicy. Oh my gosh, yeah, man, this dude brought Cougar Nation. Yeah, a whole new meeting. <laughs> now a lot of details have come out, dude. I've seen TikTok accounts like dedicated to this new oh, story yeah, they, too. Mm -hmm. But long story short, so he actually did not sleep with his mom's best friend. Yeah, it wasn't the best friend. He slept with a friend with of a the mother. Friend. But it wasn't the best friend. <laughs> yeah. And then you see these tweets saying Tom Brady is now nervous because Zach Wilson's mom knows Tom Brady's wife. 
Okay. But <laughs> obviously nothing would happen. Let, that's let, just the memes that come out of this. Let me let me It's too good. Let me switch your perspective on this a little bit. Now, in the month of July, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Prior to the month of July, you had your regular names, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, as the people receiving the most bets right. to win MVP at like, you know, whatever sports books they use. As of this story breaking earlier this week, Zach Wilson has received the most props <laughs> to win MVP this season in the NFL. He's already the MVP. <laughs> he already... <laughs> He has been gotten more props placed than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like all of them. Yeah, all these like great quarterbacks. Well, Zach Wilson, I, I think. To be fair, I think he could at least I have think he somewhat can of a be chance. Great, but man, this but story is just—he already is the MVP in my eyes. And to be fair, I think when his ex came and said this about him, she expected this to go a much different direction. Oh, holy smokes, dude! She wanted everyone to hate him. Everyone, dude. <laughs> Dude, people view Zach Wilson as like a god. <laughs> yeah, they're like he's the goat. Like, BYU, who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, when we say Cougar Nation has a whole new meaning to it now, we mean it. <laughs> Block away your mothers, um, yeah, dude. If your mother knows Zach Wilson, you might just want to be careful. To be fair, we shouldn't be all that surprised. You know why? Why? I don't know if you remember, but Zach Wilson, when he was a senior in high school, he actually yep, took yep. two BYU <laughs> cheerleaders too. Yep. To his prom. To his prom. <laughs> like, as, as the internet's been saying, that man has always had that dog in him. Yep. He has that dog in him. <laughs> My gosh, dude. I still can't believe that happened. It's just, dude, it was everywhere. Like, it's, it became the like, top thing people were talking about on Twitter, like, and oh Instagram, God. it was all over the place. I can't even with that. It's oh so funny, gosh. though. That's so freaking funny, dude. I don't, a lot of people are like, I don't know, dude. It's so funny. It's just so good. <laughs> Zach Wilson. I always thought he was going to be good. Didn't know for what. <laughs> he definitely left his mark on the NFL, though. Yep. He will. Yep. If you can't do it by winning, got Fun it. fact, you see Donovan Mitchell actually commented on his post earlier this week? I didn't. What did he say? Um, I got to double check what he said, but it's on that post where Zach Wilson's like, just turn my phone on, what I miss. Oh, yeah, yeah. after all of this, yeah. Zach Wilson then comes out. Because he said, what did he say he was doing? He was, like, he, he was like in Idaho at a like, training camp or like a something like that. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, he was off doing something football related. Mm-hmm. He's like, had my phone off. What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, like. Oh, uh, my God. Josh, dude, just pulling it up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta pull up exactly what he. But yeah, he was one of the many people who commented on it. It was. Uh, yeah. Is your Instagram slow? No, my Instagram's fine right now. Anyways, long story short, Zach Wilson, king of the NFL right now. He cannot do any wrong. Oh yeah, so Zach Wilson took the boys to Gozer Ranch Club. So it's like yeah. Some sort of uh, football. It's, yeah, camp. it's like in Idaho or in something Idaho like that. Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even What a that. guy, dude. What a guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trey Lance commented on it. The New York Jets commented on it. Um, I think, um, who's that new rookie receiver at plays for now? Uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson commented on it. Oh my gosh, and everyone's like commenting, go, go, thankful you choose this caption and not the other. Uh, yeah, Spider Mitchell, Donovan said caption comedy. <laughs> caption comedy, yep, there it is. Kenny Pickett, uh, <laughs> Mitch Matthews, uh, <laughs> like all his comments are like from these verified people. Mm-hmm. Just the, people, the legend is here. <laughs> the le- like that was just. Anyways, what I miss, city what boy. I, yeah. oh, gosh, yep. And if it's not, he's the goat. Oh, Zach Wilson suspended the whole season for having too much dog in him. Also, just fun fact: you know who else commented on his post? His former tight end, current tight end at BYU, still my Isaac Rex. My brother, my friend, my goat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. If it's not a goat emoji or something about him being a goat it's a dog emoji or him being a dog or they're laughing about the caption oh this guy is so freaking funny dude mm-hmm. <laughs> what did i miss oh my word dude 
Long story short, guys, Zach Wilson, he got that go- or he got that dog in him, and he king of the NFL right now. <laughs> As of right now, yeah, he's the most talked about thing. Even, many- even Christian Pulisic commented on this. The U.S. <laughs> men's soccer player, he he just put nope, yeah, just yeah, the goat dude, emoji. Everyone, yeah, dude, he's just become so. It's crazy that just doing that is getting him way more respected in the NFL, which is a little bit messed up. Which is that that's pretty messed up. That's, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily mad at it because I just think it's funny. For us, it's funny. For others, maybe not so much. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. But uh, anyways, so nothing much going on in the NFL right now. Let's um, hop on over to the NBA. Let's start with the smaller thing. DeAndre, not I was really small. Say, uh, <laughs> That, yeah. that was kind of a bigger thing. Because it, it, it's it, the biggest thing, it, it but in terms risk. of the amount of time we're going to take on it. Look, the Pacers offered DeAndre, and it was a four-year, $133 million offer sheet, and that was on Thursday. The Suns had 48 hours to match. I think they as soon as they the got the, As soon as they got the offer from the Pacers, they matched it right away. Mm-hmm. What does this move tell you? Like, Why would the Suns not give him the max, like the five-year max? But instead, match the four-year max that the Pacers gave him. It's kind of hard because it uh, <laughs> it just it sends a ripple effect because mm-hmm. there's tons of talk of Kevin Durant being traded to the Suns. The Suns are actually a favorited team to come out of that trade. This kind of puts a halt on it, at least for the pre, at least before the season starts. It puts a big kind of. It's like they pump the brakes pretty hard on this now because, like we talked about earlier, you're going to probably now your best option to try and get somebody would be Devin Booker. And Devin Booker just signed an insane extension. Mm-hmm. Now DeAndre Ayton just signed an extension, which is pretty hefty too. Some pretty money there. Um, I think this makes the trade for Durant really interesting. Because I think they're going to have to go a whole different way about it. They might still find a way to get into the Suns, but it's going to be way more difficult, and they're going to have to go through three or four teams to do it. They're also going to have to settle. They're not going to be able to get Durant's, what, no. what they consider Durant's full value and what most of the NBA will consider as full value. Because no, if if a team actually gave up what Durant was worth, there see, is no team left, basically. See, and Durant would go from a mid-team to another mid-team. See, and here's the thing. We kind of talked about this earlier. So you think Giannis is the best player right now in the NBA? 100%. I think it's Durant, but it's very close. That's, you know, that's who they would have to kind of get up, give up, or get to match value is is Giannis, honestly. Any other, even LeBron James, I think would be a downgrade at this point. Because LeBron James is on the back end of things. Father time is undefeated. Yep. Uh, I mean, who else would you try and get for him? That could be kind of close. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, that's about it, right? So no matter what, they're going to settle. Even if they get, like, the best player on any team, the only other person I think could maybe kind of match that is Jokic. Yep. And he just signed the biggest deal in NBA history. Yeah. So they're not going to get rid of him. <laughs> also, just just a little nugget on Jokic here, too. I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but NHL, hockey free agency opened this last week. Mm-hmm. Opened on Wednesday, I think is when it opened. Right. Over the first 24 hours, or it was actually, I think it was like the first three hours, 35 players signed. All their contracts together combined worth about $265 million. <laughs> Jokic signed an extension, a five year yep. extension for five years, $265 million. <laughs> Yeah, so that's just a fun little nugget. Yeah, dude. Holy crap. So, yeah, like I said, unless they're getting someone like Jokic, Giannis, or LeBron, and I think Jokic and Giannis have more value than LeBron at this point. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to like be like a hater here. No, but, like, but at, no, at I, this I get point in his career, there there's like probably three or four players with more value right now. True. Yeah. So the Nets, I think, just have – when they come to terms with that reality, I think that's when a deal will be made mm-hmm. but until they come with that reality because – especially if they want to accommodate Kevin Durant, they're going to have to settle. Because none of the teams that, you know, for him to prove himself, to go to a number one team, uh, the teams he wants, right, number one teams were the Suns and Miami. They're not going to give up what the Nets are going to ask for right now at this point. Yeah. Because like you said, they're like, got the team. I mean, granted, Kevin Durant does make any team at least playoff contention and like, possibly title contenders no matter what team no matter what who's on the team 
but you need support. It it's, can't still can't be a one man show. Even when yeah. he was in uh, OKC with a prime Russell Westbrook, they couldn't do it. And even James Harden was there too. Uh-huh. So you need it shows you need support, and you need somewhat of a higher level support too. So they're gonna have to somewhat settle. They can still get a good deal for him, I think. But it, no matter what, the Nets will lose on the trade. No matter what. Yep, hundred percent. So, uh, but. As, you know, like we talked about before, the next thing is there's just a lot of, not contention, but suspense building right now. A lot of suspense, a lot of anxiety, a lot of everything, especially here in the state of Utah when if it comes to Donovan if, Mitchell. If you're a jazz fan. If you're a jazz I'm fan, sorry. let me just tell you this right now. Find yourself a life alert, buddy. Somebody who can come mm-hmm. check on you once the yep. news inevitably breaks. Okay, yep. I have to come check on Phil when it breaks because, to be gonna, fair, I don't know happen. if he's going to be on the ground, if he's going to be in the bathroom, you know, in the tub. Yeah, just, he's going to be in the tub with the shower on, fully clothed, and that one song is going to be playing, yep. Everybody Hurts. Yeah, or I'll be, like, just, like, laying face down on the ground, just, like, in shock, just, what do I do? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Yes. It's, it's so weird because, what was it, like, two weeks ago? They were like, not even two full It was weeks. like a week and a half, yeah. They were like, oh yeah, we plan on building around Donovan. No trade is expected to happen. No trade is planned to happen. Lots of trades have been offered. All have been turned down. Yep. What, like four days later? So there are teams that are high interest in the Jazz, and the Jazz are open and looking into teams that are trading. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> like, so the Knicks are the higher probability right now. The Knicks have the highest probability. Because the Knicks are the Knicks and they'll give up more than probably what he's worth. But at this point, going over his stats, he's worth a lot more than what people are giving credit for. It. Yeah. As we talked about Miami, he is... Because they think Tyler Hero is literally God. Mm-hmm. And he's not. I think he's going to fall off in the next few years, potentially. Unless he gets some... I don't know. Because do they even really have any younger better stars because he's kind of like Donovan in a way where he's going to need some help. I he think, is. He, he struggles on defense especially. Right now he has the real dog in the NBA, Jimmy Butler on his team who 100% he can cover for so many you know, just even flaws. Jimmy Butler's kind of getting towards that end of yeah. And I, again, I'm not saying he's going to be like that forever, but you know, Jimmy Butler helps. Bam Adebayo is still going to be there. He's fairly young. He's on the right side of 30 mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um. I mean, Kyle Lowry's on the wrong side of 30. But I think if Tyler Hero was the person they thought he was going to be, he would kind of at least be... He's been inconsistent, because remember, his first year, I I don't remember if he won Rookie of the Year, but he was was a good player. He was was a contender. He was a contender for Rookie of the Year. 14 points off the bench, not terrible. But then his second year, he took a step back. Mm -hmm. And now he comes out and wins Sixth Man of the Year. Yep. So he's been inconsistent. He He has to find the consistency and also show that he can do it without... Always having that support around him as well, right? But right now, Donovan the difference is better than Tyler Hero, one hundred percent. Because Donovan took his team right to the playoffs in the first year when no one expected them to make it, and they it. won the first round. And yeah, against the OKC three, mm-hmm. when yeah. Russell Westbrook was still playing like God, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was still like he was good kind of towards the end of his prime, but he was still in his prime. He was still in his prime, yeah. And so. But when we were just going over stats and stuff, like what only like three other players have more fifty point games in the playoffs than him. Yep. And that's Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, and Allen Iverson, one of the best players. All of them will be Hall of Famers. All of them I think are. Are Hall of Famers. Famers. Yeah. I didn't know if Allen Iverson was inducted. I'm not sure if he's been inducted, but he is regardless. Yeah, one hundred percent. But um just all these stats like he's gonna be you're not gonna see any other jazz man score fifty seven points in a playoff game. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yep. Like if it does, it'll be not in my lifetime. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, even with the ninety-eight and ninety-seven Jazz, that didn't happen. He is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Iverson is. He is officially. Yeah. yeah, he officially I, is. I, yeah. I couldn't remember. For we sure. knew he was at least going to be, but I couldn't remember oh, when he was yeah, actually inducted. Yeah. Uh, he, he was actually just inducted last year, I think. Oh wow. Hmm. Yeah, so pretty close. Yeah. So it, going over Donovan stats, and I, I think, and well, and the thing is, I obviously have had an unrealistic. Uh, attachment man <laughs> you know but i think so does D- danny ainge actually has a realistic love for this man and understands his worth that's what he loves him for is he knows what he he knows what he can get out of donovan or at least what he should get out of him you know i, I mean to be fair i'm not sure if he expected what his value would be prior to the rudy gobert no, trade I, I think rudy gobert like i said danny ainge <laughs> it's like we talked about because in negotiation you always offer like your insane offer right do when the I, first and i feel like I feel like 
That's the what Danny Ainge did to T Wolves. He said, "Yeah, okay, what he was going to do is offer like, okay, give us like six players and five first round picks. They won't do that." You know, and then maybe he had a plan of maybe like three players and like four first rounders or something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. three first rounders and four players, something like that. Because Rudy is worth a lot for what he brings defensively. Like, there's no one else better than him at protecting the rim right now. Yep. But I think Danny Ainge was like, "Oh, he accepted my first offer." <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Like, I want to know: was there any fight back with that? Like. Because what did they have to come down from if that was not their first offer? Hear me out. Maybe this is what happened instead. Danny Ainge is like, Rudy Gobert is available to trade. And the teams contacted him. And we're like, this is probably what happened. And Danny Ainge is like, oh, well, they just gave me a better offer. And so Connolly, Tim Connolly, the GM of the Minnesota Wolves now, was like, screw it. I don't want to get beat out by anyone. So I'm just going to give you the best package I'd be willing to split with. Yeah, because Ainge is like, oh shit, hell yeah. Because oh, yeah, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> no, but um, uh, but no, uh, because I know Chicago was put, making offers. Because mm-hmm. who was it? The guy, the center for Chicago, right? Uh, now? Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, Vucevic. He tweeted after that Gobert trade happened. He said, "Oh, good thing my house in Salt Lake didn't go through." <laughs> so like, that would have ha- that was an off an option. You yep. Know? So, but as we've been reading these tweets and everything by these reporters. It looks like Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, I have a very strong feeling he gets traded next week. Within the next week, huh? Or just next week in general? Within the next week or just next week? I mean, it's very, pretty much the same thing. but Like sometime next week. I'm like, maybe... I don't know if it'll happen by record next, if we record on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But Here's I, what's going to happen. Okay, so what's going to happen if they trade while we're <laughs> recording this? Because I might have a mental breakdown during this show if that happens. If that happens. So <laughs> because I, you saw when I first met the guy. Now imagine me losing him. <laughs> losing him, yeah. <laughs> Just be glad you did actually get to meet him. It's true. Because if he gets, especially if he gets now, to New did, York. We did have to go out of state, but. <laughs> that's true. Because it was cheaper, actually. <laughs> Weirdly cheaper, yes. Weirdly cheaper, because, I mean, Utah dropped the prices, but... Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, no. I don't care as it much right now. It might not be cheaper now. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, actually, they just won't have much... They won't have a Donovan-esque person to try to get him. No, but Dude. what I mean is, like, say Donovan came to Utah from the Knicks or something, so he gets traded there. It would be a lot... Or even if you went to, like, some closer team, someone somewhere in California, like the Kings or something, I don't know. It still might be cheaper to go to Utah to do it because they're gonna have nobody. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like going to an OKC game or something. Mm-hmm. It's like fifty bucks for like third row. Heck <laughs> like yeah! Something crazy. Uh, Here's the thing that might actually work out in our favors because we can see <laughs> other, we can actually see other great players up close without having to travel out of state. That's true. That's true. But we're still gonna make our Denver trip. That's gonna happen. oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Broncos. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, so I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because. I think, and I've said this before, the trade that happens with Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell will be involved in some way. I'm not saying that Kevin Durant comes to Utah. I mean, I, I would be extremely shocked. Here's what I think would happen. Hear me out. I think the Donovan trade to the Knicks is going to be straight Utah-New York. That is it. No one else involved. I think Utah is going to get involved as a place for someone to get traded for like salary dumping purposes. Mm-hmm. So that might even be involved in like the Kyrie trade, for example. Yeah, they take on Russell Westbrook, buy him out because there is but a lot they, of talks. they get like a first round pick for it. Because I do think Kyrie and a Russell Westbrook trade is in the making. I don't know if it necessarily. I think I think he's going to New York. It just yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, because I think it kind of depends. Because I don't think Donovan necessarily has a say. If he had a say, I don't think he would go to New York. As much as he loves New York, he is a competitor. It's also a poorly run organization, but that's a whole different thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he is a competitor. Granted, Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, uh, New York might throw a ton of money at him. Oh, yeah, throwing a ton of money, at, that's not but, the point. They throw a but, ton of money at random people. But that, but that's what I'm saying, and Donovan knows, I believe he would know that, right? Mm-hmm. If it goes to Knicks, he's not going to be in any different... I think he'll be... It's not going to be any different kind of a situation than he would be if he stayed with the Jazz. Like, they're going to maybe make the playoffs if he's in New York. Yeah. But they're not getting past the first round. Because what would be... Because I still think there would be a lower seed because they have no one on that team that's really that great at defense. Yeah. Especially Gobert-esque type. 
Okay, but no one is Gobert-esque. And that's Literally. Like, no, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, not even, like, Patrick Beverly type. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so what, they make maybe the 7th, 8th seed? So take your pick on who they go against. Yeah. Boston, Miami, Sixers. <laughs> like, you really think a New York Knicks team is going to beat any of those three teams in a seven-game series? If the even if the Knicks make the playoffs, even with Donovan, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's I think I feel bad for Donovan honestly because I don't think he really necessarily wants to be traded. I don't think but, he'll mind being traded to be I, honest. But I was just gonna say I don't think he totally minds either because it it we're heading for a rebuild. It's it sucks. It really does. Yeah. We've tried this before, <laughs> but we have a much better GM this time. Yes, this, a, a GM who knows how to get everything out of his players. <laughs> yeah, like much better GM this time, but so it might not be as long of a wait. But I it's still going to be. It might be just slightly more painful because of the players. Yeah, I, it's going to be a rough go, dude. I don't even know what's going to happen. But um, when you look at all these trades that are possibly happening, like. Because I don't think the Knicks are the only people that are fighting for this. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think he's going to go to Miami because of how much Danny Ainge is going to try and get out of him. Yep. And then Miami Heat seriously downplay him, and they lowball the crap out of Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge is perfectly fine to just sit there and let offers come in. <laughs> he's not going to go with. He's obviously not going to go at the first offer that's sent to him, especially what he sees what he got out of Gobert. Yeah. But because of the Gobert trade. I think, I think there's a possibility that Kevin Durant might not even get moved this offseason because of the value and how bad the market I could is. See, yeah, up. 100% can see him staying on the Nets until at least midway through the season. I mean, what if Kevin Durant holds out and doesn't play? But that, That's what I'm saying. Even then, but, I could still see him. But see, I don't think Kevin Durant would do that. He's like the one player I've seen every single one of his ex-teammates or something no one has anything bad to say about him or his work ethic. They say he has the best work ethic that anyone's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Kevin Durant would do that. He's not Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie will just find a reason not to play just because. Yeah, that's true. Kevin Durant, I think... I mean, granted, he is probably one of the few that doesn't need to actually prove his trade potential and his trade worth. But... Dude, it's just so rough out here for it's Utah a lot. fans, dude. Because, like, like we said, it wasn't a crazy busy week, but that's because so much is in the works right now that nothing official has happened. So, Utah fans, two things. Number one, make sure you have a life alert, buddy. Just make sure that they know where you are at all times. Just make sure you have some kind of communication with them this week, because if it really happens this week, you may need help. You're going to be one I, of those commercials. Help! I fall in it. I don't want to get up. <laughs> Yeah, I need someone to come get me up because if I have my own decision, it's not happening. Number two, do make sure you turn your Twitter notifications on because that or, can happen. Or off. Or, <laughs> or just completely off and live in denial. <laughs> no, no, do not live in denial. <laughs> I'm already living in denial. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been doing that for 24 years. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, like, before Donovan Mitchell came to the Jazz, they were... Like, the, the two years up until Donovan came, mm-hmm. they were okay. Like, they made the playoffs but didn't really do anything. Yeah. With Donovan, they at least could make some serious noise. And they were the number one seed two years ago. I don't see why we're getting rid of him, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't understand the point of wanting to do a rebuild. I don't understand the point of it, but it just looks like what we're... You also got to understand, Utah isn't the most attractive destination for a free agent. I know. It's like, hmm... Go to Utah where there is... I mean, most states have income tax, but, like, it's very cold in the winter. <laughs> Sometimes it snows in May. I've heard some things about their fans. Their <laughs> fans... If you treat... Okay, here's the thing, though. If you treat the fans good, they will treat you very well. Yeah, if you win, then they love you. If you're Gordon Hayward, then you're dead. If you're to Gordon them. Hayward, then we don't care about you or your life. So, But, no, it's... um. But one thing I will say about jazz, I'm not part of this jazz fan section. There is a portion of the jazz fans that are extremely toxic. 110%. Extremely, annoyingly, embarrassingly toxic. Like, there are teams that are like, oh, Donovan Mitchell isn't even a superstar. I'm like, I'm going to freaking, like, shove your face up your butt, dude. Like, I'm going to find a way to do it because how can you... 
Just breathe in. Breathe in. I have seen messages and posts saying that they can't believe that we've held on to Donovan this long. It's okay. These people probably have a mental retardation. Like, seriously, they're that stupid. Like, we are not making fun of mental illness just for anyone out no, there. No, I'm making fun of people who are stupid. Like, people who think Donovan Mitchell isn't a superstar or an all star in this league. He isn't an all star. Really? Because isn't he like a two to three time all star right now? <laughs> Yeah. Won the slam dunk contest as a rookie. Was a final two competitor in rookie of the year. He lost to a sophomore <laughs> for rookie of the year. I don't know. I'm just saying. There are some very toxic fans out there in the Utah fan base. One thing I do love, though, is when someone does them wrong, that's when they're the most united. <laughs> if you ever watch, uh, like we just talked about, if you ever watch Hayward play the Jazz, you look at him, he's going to get booed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't even have to do anything. He enters the building, he's going to get booed. He's going to get booed. Or Ennis Cantor, he's going to get booed. Ennis Freedom. Oh, yeah, Ennis Freedom. <laughs> or Ennis Cantor, I like to call him when he played for the Jazz. Oh, man, it's... <clears throat> but New York Knicks isn't much different. When the Knicks are losing, which is fairly often. It's, a, it's the biggest market in the NBA. It is a huge Which means you have much more fans with higher expectations because okay. New York. Here's something I don't understand. Why is New York such a big market? Like, why is their team such a big market? Because they are not a good team. They haven't been for a it's just, long just, time. It's just by general numbers, though. Just by general numbers, the amount of fans in the city of New York. It, but that's my point, though. Why are they fans? It's numbers, dude. It's It's a numbers game. I mean, I guess I could say the same thing about why am I a jazz fan before at least the Donovan era. Yeah. I mean, Darren Williams and them was were pretty good, but they didn't get any farther than this jazz yeah. team has gone. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's 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 just a pure numbers thing. Because, I don't know, like, at least, but yeah, like, at that, but like we were talking about with how Utah not being the most attractive place, it's not a big market. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, they still somehow found a way to pay Gobert. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but... But Danny Ainge there, I think it is kind of making the market a little bit better for Utah, just because he has a bigger name. Oh, and what he's getting so far, like GMs I, know what Danny Ainge is going to go for, and he usually gets something pretty close mm-hmm. for what he so shoots for. There's been we've already seen the rumor or the trades that have been declined from the Knicks. But here's the thing: there was a tw- uh, there was a tweet by a reporter, Andy Larson. He's actually a very credible reporter for Utah, not necessarily like nationwide, but for the Jazz and Utah. Salt Lake Tribune. Yep. He's a very very credited reporter. He said that the Jazz are closing in on a deal with the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> and um, he he said there was three different options. If I pull it up real quick, I had it actually just now. Um, Oh, we need to also we need to talk about the take files too. Oh yeah, we need to get into that yeah. take file situation. So I'll look up this tweet and stuff. Let's talk about the take files. So bit. new rule passed by the NBA Board of Governors this last week about the take foul. So for those of you who don't know what a take foul is, very simple. Defending team gets a rebound, pushes the ball out in transition to get a quick scoring opportunity, but the team who is now on defense fouls the man who is clearly going to get to the bucket before they do. Mm-hmm. In an effort to stop the play before there's a play. Right. Now, as long as you were ahead of the player with the ball and you took that foul, it's not clear path. It's not clear path. It's just a regular take foul. Right. Now, if you take that foul, you get a free throw. Don't you? you get a free throw and possession. Mm-hmm. Couple of things. Let's start with the the reasons why I like this. Number one, transition is when like the best, most exciting plays happen. It just is. Yeah. Some of the best plays that have ever happened have been on transition. So I'm not. I, I like that as a fan. It's going to get very exciting. On the other end, here's why I'm not going to like it. How are you going to deem when something is on like in transition? In transition can be very, very. Yep, that's what subjective. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. How are they going to determine that? Like, and it's, each it's ref, like, I guarantee you, is not going to be the same. Oh no, it's almost like. It's it's not as difficult, I think, but it's on the same spectrum as when they decided in the NFL they were going to call, or you could challenge passing. Okay, course. but that was just a big old miss. But we'll get to that no, different time. No, yeah. yeah, but it's on the same spectrum. It's oh, hundred like, percent. The same energy. You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's not as difficult. I don't think it'll be that. Which honestly, I don't think it should have been that difficult to call a pass interference or not. <laughs> yeah, well. Honestly, but it was always for some reason always the wrong call when yep. it was challenged. 
But again, different story for a different day. But I think this will have a lot of the same issues. Be like, what? That was clearly not a take foul, right? Yeah, exactly. Or like, because what if the player was makes a case? So I was, I was gonna be, you know, I, I could see a lot of issues. Very subjective. That. It's, it's a, and that's the thing. Every ref is gonna call it differently too. And this is gonna be much easier to spot so the differences. It's like you're not gonna call a take. It's like, it's like, it's almost like instead of calling a clear path, they're gonna call it a take foul, right? Or exactly. Or they might try and make it a. It's just going to be super inconsistent. Yep. 100. Especially the rest that already suck. I mean, the first year for any new rule change is going to suck. Like Tony Brothers, dude? Oh my gosh, that dude's going to wreck it. <laughs> I'm not going to get into Tony Brothers. <laughs> I'm not going to get into Tony Brothers. He's going to wreck it, dude, so bad. So, I don't know the take foul, but that's what's. That's kind of a bigger thing that's happening. That'll change the pace of the game. So, like I was saying, Andy Larson, he tweeted four days ago that the report, this is like exactly the tweet, the report that came out is again maybe more interesting than the report itself. Three possibilities I see. One, a Don deal is getting close and Woj had to change tunes to change tune to reflect reality. Two, Jazz front office wants to create bidding more. Number three, Don teaming Don's team using CAA to create a reason to ask out. So that was a lot of a speculation at that point. As of two days ago, yep. he circled back to it. It says, just circling back to this, the number, the reason is number one, being a Don deal is getting close and Wolves had to change to reflect reality. That is what he was actually told. It's not like speculation anymore. That's what was happening. There's a deal that's soon. That's why I think it's going to happen next week because of the amount of talk that has happened over this last like couple of days. And it's okay. I just got the jerseys when I did. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And the signed sneakers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because it's like, oh, we'll just have to put faith in Danny Ainge because you almost have to. Danny Ainge has been here one year. I mean, he has, he has a decent reputation, right? Yep. But does he have a decent reputation with choosing coaches, though? I mean, he picked like really Brad Stevens. That's, that, that's the only one. I mean, Stevens wasn't terrible. No, he wasn't terrible. <laughs> so it's uh, putting a lot of faith in the front office right now. Really are. Like they want to do a rebuild. And Brad Stevens is basically Will Hardy, except younger. The age, yeah, exactly. Will it's just, Hardy's younger. That's it. That's literally the only difference as of right now. He's probably, I mean, I would have loved to see him just run at it again with a different coach. Mm-hmm. Because the Jazz were not a bad team at all. They were Okay, so I do have a theory on why the Jazz started to suck this last half of the season. Because they did struggle. They struggled bad. Like, the only time they other, like, they were actually really good the first half of the season. The only time they really struggled in the first half was really when Donovan was out with that concussion. For like a month, he was out with a concussion. And it was so bad. It was so bad. So, so let's look at what happened. Like Brian posting right here, right? So, so Danny Ainge gets hired in the middle of last season. It's like right in the middle of the season. Season ends. As soon as Danny Ainge gets hired, there was a shift in the Jazz play. Yep. They just didn't seem as motivated. They didn't play as well together. It was the same team, but they looked like a whole new team in mm-hmm. a bad way. Finished out the season. I think they still had a winning record, but it was like it was almost like a fifty-fifty record. Yeah, it was like five hundred. It was really bad. Yeah, and at one point they were a top three seed in the West comfortably. Yeah, they were like what six games ahead. Yeah, six games ahead of like the Memphis Grizzlies. And to be fair, the Grizzlies finished second, but that's not the point. But um, like, and then they dropped to sixth. They finished fifth yeah, because finished, the, the Nuggets were sixth. That's right. That's right. It was, but it was like a half game ahead. Or it was a half game ahead of. The, it was like a game ahead of the Nuggets, but also they were like fourteen games back of like third, which is where they were originally in too. So. Yeah, it was really bad. And then the off season happens, right? So the Jazz lose in the playoffs. Quinn Snyder leaves. He doesn't. He wasn't asked to step away. He wasn't like fired. He just steps away. And now all this is happening with Danny Ainge and new coach. Rudy's gone. Donovan Mitchell more than likely is gone for the next few days. I think Quinn Snyder was told it was going to happen. 
He said you can, and I think he was told you can stick around, but this is what's happening. And Snyder's like, I just don't want to deal with like, that. I've been here for what almost eight years now. I think he, uh, eight years, yeah. I don't want to, have to deal with this anymore. I thought we had, you know, he's like, I put too much time in it. He aged really weirdly <laughs> over those eight that years. That poor guy. He really <laughs> did. That poor guy. Because his first half of coaching was really rough. Because he like basically had to rebuild the team his own. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of knew Quinn was out. I think Quinn. I think I think they had an idea that Quinn was on his way out. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all speculation. Oh, hundred percent. So what if the players start blaming each other, Donovan and Rudy? It's me or him. And I don't. I don't personally think that happens. I do. I do think it happens. I just don't. The reason I is because just some of the things that Rudy was saying throughout the season, see, and but, just the way that Donovan would respond. But see, for example, do you remember when Rudy called out the whole team on defense? He's like, you know, you look at a team like Phoenix and Devin Booker, who actually tries on defense. Yeah, but here's the thing: even if he did say it, it, w- it there would be no way of actually proving it because it looks like Donovan's out the door. So it's like he might have said it, but that but would also doesn't... help explain why there was such a division too. But like, so, but here's the thing. I think there's a couple of situations I think could have happened. They started blaming each other, okay, which would explain the rift between Donovan and Rudy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it was still because of the COVID thing. I really don't like that. You can't no. get over that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't think anybody knew how serious or how the effect was going to happen. Um, so that would explain the rift that happened. Like yep. Donovan hardly ever passed to him. Like it just didn't happen, right? Yep. Or I think uh, Quinn kind of just gave up. I don't. Maybe they didn't know, and Quinn just kind of just gave up, and that could also lead to people blaming each other too. Yep. It just, there was just such a lack of trying or like just a lack of being able to work together for some reason. That locker room, something happened. Something and I think, happened. And I think they knew somewhat either Quinn Snyder knew and he, just, and he, maybe he hadn't decided he was going to leave just yet. Yeah. But his mode, it's, it's kind of like, so if you know you're going to get a different job or you know you're ending a job, what do you do in the job you're currently in? Start looking for a new you, job. No, no, no. Oh. So, so. Oh, Let's but if say, you're looking for a new job, you don't start. You you don't keep giving your full effort to that. No, that. you you kind of just coast your way to the end. Exactly. I think that might have been what happened. Yeah. I I. You know, and I maybe Quinn didn't tell the players because that would be a little bit unprofessional mm-hmm. to do that. But then that leaves the players to their own speculation. Yep. I don't know. Like just again, that's a theory. Uh. I don't know. It, it, that would just be one of the only few things that would make sense to me why the Jazz just like fell apart. Because nothing changed really, and like they didn't make any like big trades before the season, and mm-hmm. they, they didn't like. There was no outbursts of anything. Like no one was requesting to leave. No, but there was no drama. At least that you could see. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. There was no public altercations. There was no public like calling outs. There was no like because yeah. Rudy said that, but he didn't call anyone out specifically because more than likely met Donovan, but like Clarkson was there too. Bogey mm-hmm. kind of showed defense in the final, in, kind of <laughs> in the playoffs. So I don't know, dude. It's it, I think some they something was off, and I think either Quinn knew or the whole team knew, and maybe they didn't know it was going to be a complete rebuild like this. But I think they knew Quinn was gone, and Quinn is just a really good coach for the player. He was a good, he was like a player's coach. Yeah. You know? Like now, it looks like we might be shifting to a coach that's more about actually business and winning, which is a good thing. Great thing. But why couldn't we at least do that with the same team? Because at I the end, that's of, what they needed. Yes, a new coach would have helped, but at the end of the day, the players don't want to play together. They don't want to work together. But nothing's going to change but, it. But like I, I was just circling back to that. If, if, if there was no contention um with at least within the players then just a new coach with maybe and maybe trading conley and royce maybe to get like patrick beverly or something 
that could have fixed a lot of the problems. Could have fixed at some. The time. But, but like, you also got to look at it this but way. But then again, if the players aren't communicating, they're not playing well together, the chemistry's gone, it's kind of pointless. Exactly. Because, let's be honest, new coach, new whatever, there was clearly something going on between Donovan and Rudy. And if those two aren't vibing, then... You look at the team when they won, or when they were the number one team in the division, in the NBA, they had the best record in the NBA, not just the West. They had such good chemistry and they played so well together. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, when they're on fire, no team can stop this team. Because they were top... I think they were top three. I think they were the number one offense. Let me give you one... They were top five in defense. Let me bring up one thing that happened during the season. I want your thoughts on how bad you think this affected Jazz and their team chemistry altogether. Joe Ingles going down with injury. I think... I don't think it was the injury. It was the trade. Like the actual trade when he was gone. But the injury led directly to his trade. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um... But that's why I was like, oh, just bring him back. He's on, he's on an expiring contract. He's not going to be worth a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Bring back, you know. But I do think Joe Ingles was that person that kept things kind of together. Yeah, like, he wasn't a great like. He was a decent player still, but he was no. He was not the first, second, or even third option at this yep. point. But it kind of goes to show you need someone like that on the team that has good morale and good. Uh, just good energy, you know? Yeah. Because Joe Ingles was one of the best trash talkers I've ever seen. <laughs> like, other than, like, maybe at this point, like, I don't know, who would you say is a good trash talker right now? I mean, Patrick Beverly seems to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'm kind of glad we got him for that reason, because he got into Kevin Durant's head, which I feel like is very hard to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dude, it just... Joe Ingles, I think it did... It just kind of, like, maybe Joe was kind of holding it together. And then, because he was still there when Danny Ainge came over. He was still there. Here, here's the thing. I think it really sucked getting rid of Joe Ingles because he probably was a good bridge between, because he had great chemistry with Rudy. Oh, yeah. And I think he was great with Donovan as well. Like, can you imagine if he you take away that player with Giannis, dude? And he, here's a weirdly, here's the thing. Here's a, here's a real, real deep neck of the woods <laughs> conspiracy theory. I, I Ryan it. Smith, I love, I love new owner of the Jazz. Mm-hmm. He buys his team with the assumption. Well, he he knows what he's getting when he gets his team, right? His thoughts going into this purchase, you know, he gets D Wade, brings in D Wade, was you know minority owner stuff like that. You know, all the new people he brings, he brings a new perspective to this franchise, and he's you know, what if this guy's thing? This is all conspiracy theory. I haven't seen any evidence on no, this. No, yeah, of course. What if this guy's like? Okay, and he, just based off of the evidence he had up until then, he doesn't think that this team would work to get him a championship. So he starts in the works breaking it up. What's the first thing he does? Brings in Danny Ainge. Yep. What's Danny Ainge known for doing with the Celtics specifically? Yeah, getting rid of their best players. Getting rid of their best players, but flipping them for massive assets mm-hmm. and then getting just a brand new team all together. And that team literally just made the finals. It's true. And it wasn't that long ago. It was like, what, five, six years? So, I mean, yeah, it sucked, but they improved, they improved and they improved fairly quickly. Okay? Yeah. That would be the first thing. Danny Ainge, master that he is. Who's the bridge guy between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? Your two stars. Oh, yeah, that was 100%. 100% Joe Ingles. You look at someone like Mike Conley. He's great. He's a good player. He's getting older. But I wouldn't. he seems more calm-minded, you know, a little bit more mild-mannered. Mm-hmm. If those two had any kind of rift, I don't know how well he would do with bridging that. Or like, even he probably would have just left it alone. Exactly. You got someone like Bogdanovich who, you know, he's, you know, he's a glue guy. He's just kind of chilling there. Royce, really good friends with Donovan. Not saying he hates Rudy, but. I would say he probably signed with Donovan more. One hundred percent would sign more with Donovan. Than exactly. One hundred, especially if Donovan. Well, with Rudy calling people out, Royce O'Neal at that time was an extremely best defender, considered a top wing defender. So that season finishes, you start seeing the rifts in the first one. Okay. Yeah. But also, who else was brought in by the Jazz? You brought in someone like Hassan Whiteside to prove Rudy Gobert is replaceable. It's true. He's a poor man's Rudy Gobert. He's not as great as a defender all to, but altogether. Fairly close. He's fairly close. He was clearly one of the better big man backups in the league this last oh, year. Oh yeah. But definitely so now, as a backup. So now you're showing Utah that Rudy Gobert is replaceable. You're showing to Rudy Rudy's hope. So now you're putting this guy on the trade market. 
and you get a haul for this man more than anyone should have gotten for him but you got it so i mean we paid overpriced we got our money's worth not to mention you trade donovan's best friend on the team now bryce o'neill which is kind of like a Huh? Well, and Eric Pascal was one of his good friends, and too. And there were some great people who performed in the playoffs. Daniel House, for example. He should have been a clear re-sign if you were still going to compete. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he was originally a 10-day signing. That's what I'm saying. You should have re-signed him like that. But not re-signing him gave bad omens. Someone like Daniel House, 100%. Oh, I so, forgot th- this that is, Daniel House is gone. Now I'm... Okay, see, Anyways, th- this going. is my conspiracy theory here. And now you're doing all these little things to make... Your other star player who's still here questioned whether you even want to play. And publicly, you know how good of a person he is. He's not just going to call the organization out no. like maybe Rudy Gobert would have done. Oh, Gobert, yeah. So you do all these little things maybe to annoy him, to push him out, so you can get the most out of him when he's clearly still in his mid-prime. Oh, yeah. Donovan still has way good okay. years ahead of him. So you're going to get all these assets and start from a rebuild from a, and build the team that Danny Ainge can get to the finals. Because let's be honest, the team that got to the finals with the Celtics, most of it was homegrown. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Now, yeah. you did have Al Horford there who got traded and left, came back, and then he came back all of a sudden. That's one of those vet players that you absolutely need. Right. Robert Williams, another player. So that I think that this team has been silently working to break apart their two-star players because they have realized that they just haven't worked together and they're not going to win a championship. But they didn't want to come out and say that to piss either of them off. Or the Utah Jazz organization, like the fan base. Exactly. Well, no, I think the owner, this is Brian Smith, this has been his goal since he took over the team. And And he just became an owner, too. Just like two years ago, or a year. That's what I'm saying. So this... So so here's so here's the thing that actually does make a lot of sense and I actually freaking love and hate that theory <laughs> because it would make sense but also like that is a lot of banking on if the coach can develop them these players that they want to try and bring in okay but you're banking because on Danny Ainge who brought in true, a coach who could do that true but like it's not every day you're gonna get a Jason Tatum Jalen Brown like that whole Celtics team that happened you need a coach that can and it, if he's hired a coach that can do that then I'm excited. Right. Look at it this way, though. Because if he has hired the right coach, then we're in for a very, very good future. This is not the New York Knicks. <laughs> Meaning, if you can get five first-rounders out of technically Rudy, because four that haven't been used, and one of them, Walker Kessler, who hasn't played yet. Walker not Kessler mention, actually seems very excited to play for Utah, too. Because they clearly need him. <laughs> and, they, and, and Danny Ainge, I did see some rumor. Again, it was not like official, but yeah. I, I'm wondering if that was maybe the person he was looking for in the draft. Because he did say he had someone on his eyes in the draft. That's why I thought they were going to trade Rudy before to get the draft picks. Yeah. But it looks like something else happened, and he ended up getting what he wanted anyways. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So Walker Kessler. If you can get even five picks out of Donovan, that's ten picks there. <laughs> And then Ten you, first round picks. You either that, use that to rebuild, or you just go like, get another player. Mm-hmm, a, a high what are the odds player? he misses on all of those? Because again, this is Danny Ainge who hit on Jason Tatum, who hit on Jalen Brown, who hit on other players. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not talking about the Knicks here, who seem to miss on everybody. They just had their first pick re-signed their for a second contract there since like ninety something, and they didn't even. And then they sign away their or they traded their pick that they had in the, this year, this draft, their first pick they traded him yeah, away for a salary dump. Yeah. Jalen Duran, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. To get I don't, rid of I don't, Kemba. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I think the works have been in there to take this Jazz team apart because they've realized since the end of last season and that it just was not going to work. The harsh truth of it, as much, I do think the Jazz could win a title with Donovan on the team, but the way the thing that was going, they needed to change something drastically. So they're just. So yes, the what's Jazz the definition are going of to insanity. Suck. Doing trying the same thing over and over again and, and expecting, expecting a different, different result. Yep. They needed something drastic to change for to make some drastic results, but I just don't think they need to get rid of Donovan for that. Especially with all the picks they just got with Rudy, they could still do a rebuild with that. The other issue is to this Jazz team exceeded expectations way too fast. It's true. That's so true. the expectations have been championship or bust for the past couple of years already. Which I don't think those are fair expectations. To be but honest. you, because that- they haven't won a championship ever. The closest they got was in ninety seven, ninety eight against Michael Jordan. That's what so I'm those saying. Are though. Totally unfair expectations, but they have. And the thing is, but, it's the expectations they put on themselves. Because true. No media team. No media. No 
like high market like betting like Vegas was like putting odds on them. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's stupid because the the actual burden of expectation was not put on by anybody except the Jazz themselves. But the reason that was there is because guess what? The five years they did go to the playoffs, they never made it out of the second round. Mm, well, and some of those years they lost in the first round. Yeah, I mean they made it out of the first round against the OKC. The OKC, they, they did it, it against, against Memphis. Yep, but then like it's, that's where it's a sheer halt. So it's a lot that needs to happen. It's and they even reached their peak in the regular season with the number one overall seed, mm-hmm. and they still lost in the second round and to a Kawhi-less team. They could have won that year easily. One hundred percent believe they could have taken taken the title that year. And Gobert kind of said that when on his team. What I said, I think it was a harsh truth, but it wasn't like in a. He said it very in a very classy way, but it, it was a harsh truth. Hundred percent. Window of opportunity to win wasn't very big, but it was there, and we missed it. So it's better the trade actually. I think does favor the Jazz a little bit, mm-hmm. and it does favor the Wolves in a way. If again, if <laughs> Gobert and Cat can learn to play together, because if they can, they are going to be a very dangerous team. Like. <laughs> Two big men that are good at defense, one obviously way better than the other, but the yep. other big men that can actually shoot, shoot. it's just going to suck because if a team is hitting threes real good, it's going to be tough. I still want to see but, them but fail. That's, but that's very rare for a team to be on point with their threes every single night. Even the Warriors don't do that. Yep. So, it's rough. I don't want to see Gobert fail because it's not like he really did anything to hurt Utah. If yep. anything, he would, if voter fatigue didn't happen, he would have won his fourth defensive player of the year as a jazz man. Yeah. So, I mean, so I don't know. It's a lot. This next week is going to be – my luck, it's going to happen when we record next. And Donovan is going to happen. And it's you're just, and just going to – I'm just going to be like, we have to stop. I, 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 I'm having an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, brain has officially stopped. So, jazz fans, just remember – have your buddy on life alert. Have them on speed dial. Just have your Alexa call them as soon as they have an alert set to when a certain alert. tweet gets sent out. It automatically just dials. Somebody. Exactly. Just know you need someone there for you. It's gonna be a rough. Uh, it's gonna be a rough couple weeks. It's gonna I be a rough it, couple. I think weeks. it personally happens. Personally, I think it happens within the week. Mm, it, I, I, I don't I, think I, it's gonna get dragged out. I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be surprising if it did get dragged out because of maybe just if they were like working with any other team, I think it would get dragged out. But they're working with the Knicks. The Knicks are not very smart, and I think they'll break before Danny Ainge does. Yeah, Danny Ainge, I think, could hold out until the freaking trade deadline. I could see that. I don't think the Knicks would though. I think they'd be like, okay, fine, we'll just give you what you want. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 a very comfortable place for Donovan to go if he's not totally. On winning, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, dude. <laughs> but if he wants to win, I feel like I'm very disappointed if I'm Donovan right now because that's the that's the team that's in the lead right now for your trade. That's rough. <laughs> that's really yeah, rough. but it's also really close to home, so that's the other thing, especially with your dad being like director of player right, relations. That's what I'm saying. If you're hone on winning, that's rough. If you don't really care, then that's a really fun choice. Or he thinks he can maybe convert the Knicks into winners. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Don't, hey, don't look at me. <laughs> not, not until they get new ownership, it's not going to happen. Nah, I mean, you're not wrong. But maybe that's what the Jazz needed. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. As much hurts to say. It, it just might be what they needed. I mean, if it, if if in the long run we get a championship, then I'll finally look back at this and be like, okay, that was rough, but it was what was needed. If we don't win a championship in the next like, 10 years, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so, Because our time is coming. It is, yeah. Or at least it was supposed to be. Uh, but no, I think that's pretty much all we got. There's nothing else that's come out recently. I do want to just go over one other thing here. We didn't start with a joke or a fun fact, so I'm just going to give you a fun fact at the end here. To make us all feel a little bit better. At least all our Jazz fans feel a little bit Unless better. you're a Lakers fan. Um, who cares about Lakers fans? Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're a Lakers fan, who cares? So just a little fun trivia slash question here. So who has won more MVPs, Russell Westbrook or Kobe Bryant? I don't know. I actually don't know that. They're tied. They both won one. I was I was thinking, but I couldn't tell if like, yeah, I was gonna say because I didn't know for sure because I didn't really follow Kobe that much because I hated him as a Jazz fan. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) But 
That's crazy. Okay, here's the other question. Or here's the other fun fact about those two. Who has won the more scoring titles? Oh, not Westbrook. No, they're actually still tied there, they're too, though. They're still tied? Both, so, both won one MVP. Both won two scoring titles. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Also, fun fact. Over the last four seasons, who has made the most clutch baskets by definition within the last five minutes if the score is within five points? Who? In the entire NBA. Who? Take a guess. I honestly don't know. I'll give you a hint. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I was I wanted to say Westbrook just because of where you were going. Yeah. But watching him recently, I would have never actually logically said Westbrook. Yeah, it, it's Westbrook. So just kind of interesting facts there. Unfortunately, you Lakers fans, you did not get either version of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Gosh, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're... they're it's kind of sad that I didn't appreciate Kobe more when he was in his prime. Just because oh, yeah. I didn't like him because of being a diehard Jazz fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. And Kobe's last game, of course, he had to drop freaking how many? Sixty. Points? Sixty on the Jazz. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't even the end of the season. It, uh, was it? No. It wasn't the final game of the season. I think it was his final game. Yeah, it was his final. It was still like in the season, regular season. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. There was uh, what's it called? It's been worse. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it definitely has been. Not much worse for the Lakers. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, could have been. A, it couldn't have been that much worse for the Lakers this year, but it, it could have been way better. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, so next week might be a very exciting or very boring episode. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Also, I may be doing the episode by myself. We will see, depending <laughs> if Phil's in the <laughs> hospital or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might just be a if I'm. Not, I don't know. Like, if it happens, it's, I'm gonna need some. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. If it happens, it happens. If not, dude, just going over the stats about him earlier was making me really depressed. <laughs> I, I could tell. I could tell. Like, oh, can you stop hurting me? <laughs> but hey, guys, once again, if you have anything you want us to talk about, feel free to shoot us a DM message, whatever. We want to know what you want to hear. We want to know what you guys want to talk about as yeah, well. If you just have any thoughts you want to share with us too, just let us know. If Donovan gets traded by this time next week, feel free to send us your feelings. We want to talk about that. This is a safe spot for Utah Jazz fans for ninety nine percent. Get well cards, uh, Venmo at. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be rough. But no, I think we managed to stretch this to nine and ten minutes. So yeah, I mean, thirty minutes of Donovan, but <laughs> yeah, I think it was a little more than that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, anyways, but anyways, guys, we'll talk to you next week.